This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly with Timothy Go. Now, as the rest of the world is slowly opening its borders, Hong Kong's quarantine rules seem to be getting even stricter. Meanwhile, China's national security law has once again tightened restrictions on the city. Let's join Claire Huang now, our Hong Kong correspondent, with The Straits Times to find out what exactly is happening up there. Claire? Hi, Tim. Hi, Rachel. Claire, so Carrie Lamb said that current exemptions that allow some groups to skip mandatory hotel quarantine stays of up to 21 days will soon be removed. What is the reasoning behind this move? Well, Tim, there have been proposals to align Hong Kong's anti-epidemic measures more closely to that of the mainland. That's in order for the Chinese authorities to have better confidence in Hong Kong being able to keep to its zero COVID strategy in order to reopen borders with the North, which is basically the priority here. So the various government departments are now reviewing which groups on the exemption list can be removed. And Mrs. Lam on Tuesday said only those relating to emergency and essential services will be allowed uh, these quarantine exemptions. So you're looking at people like the cross-boundary truck drivers. Mm-hmm. And currently, right, some groups like, you know, directors of Hong Kong listed companies who travel between mainland and the city, they can also get exemptions if it's for recognized economic activities. Diplomats get to do home quarantine and not in designated hotels. So there are concerns now that these could all change. Everything's up in the air because the government has asked the various bureaus to look at their list of exemptions and see what they can remove. So if if it means anything, we have had diplomats or their family members who were found positive. And these triggered mandatory testing orders in places they've lived in or visited. So um, watch this space. Meanwhile, Claire, new government rules have just kicked in whereby patients who recovered from COVID-19 are are ready to be discharged from hospital will need to spend an additional two weeks in quarantine. Might this put a strain on hospital resources? Well, Rachel, from yesterday, patients who have recovered from COVID and are discharged, they have been sent to you know an isolation facility, the North Lantau, uh, an isolation facility for 14 days. Now, the government also tightens discharge conditions. Yeah, So for now, because Hong Kong has had no local transmission for about five months, experts are saying that you know it's only getting uh, imported cases. So the isolation facilities can handle the patient load or the quarantine load at this point in time. But in the event of an outbreak, uh, it will create some kind of chaos, but still a lot of the experts are saying that there is enough quarantine there are enough quarantine facilities for the decision and also that the government can adjust this accordingly, adjust this rule accordingly. All right. One, one more thing on the quarantine issues there in Hong Kong, Claire, because Hong Kong is, or I guess was, an international trading hub. But with all these quarantine measures, strict quarantine measures being put in place, how does that affect the status of the city as an as international gateway to China? This is a very hotly debated or um, publicized topic 
uh, in Hong Kong for the past few weeks. And we have had, you know, the uh, international uh, chambers of commerce making a remark again today, you know, following uh, that of the European Chamber of Commerce. So uh, they're saying that this is going to push some of the companies, some of the foreign companies, you know, to rethink whether they want to stay in Hong Kong and whether they want to move their stuff. So there are more and more of these companies that are thinking, you know, reviewing this. And the fact of the matter is the priority for Hong Kong now is with the mainland and majority of the business is and the economy relies on the mainland. So I think there is this mindset that international businesses are very important. And I think uh, perhaps there needs to be a change in mindset. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. We're speaking with Claire Huang, Hong Kong correspondent for The Straits Times. Claire, in other news, Carrie Lam has ordered the group behind the city's annual Tiananmen Square vigil be struck from the company's registry citing national security concerns, even though it had already voted to disband. What were some of the reasons behind its immediate dissolution? Well, the alliance was said to have demonstrated publicly that uh, one of its operational goals is to end one-party dictatorship, which in a nutshell is to end the leadership of the Communist Party of China. So given that the alliance has been actively and persistently engaging in these activities, this is against the national security law and it needs to be struck off because such acts amount to subversion. So that's according to uh, Mrs. Lam. Claire, the um, threat posted by, to staff rather, by the national security laws reason given by Amnesty International for closing its operations in Hong Kong. How is this uh, being taken there? It's a blow for human rights in Hong Kong, right? Definitely, you know, it will be viewed as a blow for human rights in Hong Kong. And definitely uh, this will be the position of pro-democracy and opposition camp. But others might think that, you know, it's a good riddance. So depends on which side of the camp you lie. By the end of this year, so Amnesty's two offices in Hong Kong will be shut. Now, the NGO said that the move was driven by Hong Kong's national security law, which has made it effectively impossible for human rights organizations in Hong Kong to work freely and without fear of serious reprisals from the government. But the Security Bureau has dismissed this, saying enforcement actions are conducted based on evidence and law and have nothing to do with one's political stance or Mm. background. Now, if you ask Mrs. Lam, this is a position that different associations and individuals have explained or justified their actions on the basis of the national security law. But there is no way that one can prove that that is exactly their reason for taking such a decision. Okay, Claire. Well, thanks for those updates, Claire. Always wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. We've been speaking with Claire Huang, Hong Kong correspondent for The Straits Times. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.